War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listing to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's weekdays. We start now at 11, and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Well, hope you had a good Labor Day weekend. It is Tuesday, September 6th. And, folks, this, I, I'm just going to say, this is absolutely ridiculous. What happened yesterday on the Rhode Island road waves. I, I've seen enough. Governor McKee... I, I don't know what the alternative is. He's clearly not up for the job. Clearly not up for the job. That was sheer incompetence. We have another flood warning for today, and now everyone goes into a panic. But Governor McKee to say, uh, you know, everyone's just going to stay off the roads, shelter in place because it's raining out, is is just a joke. Uh, they have spent hundreds of millions on the roads. And I'll I'll give you some specifics, but I I mean it on this Tuesday. I think what happened yesterday is disqualifying for him to continue in this primary. Now, the Channel 12 debate is uh, tonight, Tuesday night. Um, He took over. He, the laborers own him. The laborers, the unions own him. And what does that mean? It means, you know, things don't go out to bid the way they should. It means there's cost overruns. It means that there's shoddy work that is allowed to be completed. The amount of money that we spend, you and I, all taxpayers, on the roads, they're lucky someone didn't drown yesterday. And we're not out of it yet. What you saw, and they had no answers, Governor McKee, his useless, pathetic Lieutenant Governor, Sabina Matos, who brings nothing to the table, they had a media briefing by Zoom. They have no answers. Well, you know, that's just Mother Nature. This, this is ludicrous. We've never seen that happen. And they are disingenuous because they were going around and news crews saw DOT cleaning s- storm drains. Folks, people, that I, I mean it, they are very fortunate that it was not a school. Now, we're not out of it yet because of a school bus. But when you saw those people on Route 10, and by the way, I object and I have a problem with people that are knocking the drivers. Oh, why would people be, I saw some people posting stupid people trying to drive through it. What, what are they supposed to, what are they supposed to do? You're on a highway. You're on Route 10 or 95. You're supposed to just continue right along. They didn't know it was that deep. What are they supposed to do? Start backing up? Something, someone could have been killed. And people's the uh, vehicles were submerged in water. I, I don't understand people were critical of some of the people that y- you should be able to drive through. They've had all this money. I, you know, I've been saying it. That 610 connector, it's so confusing. It clearly wasn't built right. 
they don't have proper drainage. For them to be saying, well, you know, we were just overwhelmed and mother nature and blah, blah, blah. It com complete sheer incompetence. And, you know, they have, they spend money for forecasting. They knew that this storm was coming. It has been so dry all summer, folks, as you know. The drought, they've had plenty of time to clean out those storm drains, prepare everything, make sure the roads, because let's face it, many times when you haven't had rain for quite some time, when it does rain, it comes down very, very hard, like it did yesterday. But you see different parts of the country, <coughs> different areas, excuse me, where they get heavy rainfall, but they build it properly, and it, it should just drain off. They also had a problem with the flooding not long ago, a couple weeks ago, and they didn't do anything about it. So that tells me that even though when they had the flooding just a couple weeks ago when they had that type of problem, last time it was on 195 East, that the McKee people clearly did not take the proper steps to ensure something like that would happen. But this is also, as I've said, listen, he is completely in the pocket of the unions. They're in and they're planning huge projects. If he gets in, he has promised them the moon. He has promised them whatever they want, like a wish list. But I, I have seen enough. And I want to credit Helena folks. Come on, 18 months in office and he can't handle rain. Governor McKee telling people last night to stay off the on Labor Day. Now, let alone, let's look at the practicality. You had people out on the Cape trying to make their way from through Rhode Island to get back to Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. You had uh, still, you know, some people that wave for the long weekend. You had college students <clears throat> still coming in. Complete sheer incompetence. However they designed it, it clearly was not fitted properly. You did see DOT crews on the highway yesterday trying to clear off. Why were the storm drains blocked? No excuse. <clears throat> All Dan McKee had was a bunch of excuses. He couldn't even do a briefing. He should have done. See, when there's the snowstorm and he wants to seem like he's in charge... He goes to emergency management, and he's got, you know, the Joe Garrahy flannel shirt on, and he's got the URI hat on, and I'm the boss, and I'm in charge. Yesterday, he wanted to do a Zoom call with reporters and didn't want to have it broadcast, you know, for, for all the networks, for everyone to, the television stations, everyone to see. That's being a sneak. You can't be that way. I, I think his, I would argue this, I think... And now the primary is a week from today. Now, who knows how many mail ballots it would cost. Folks, and also, don't get me wrong, Nellie Gorbea got caught red-handed with these Spanish mail ballots. So now we've learned how she's planning to try to steal this primary. <clears throat> but I think, I, I mean, we have this, I've seen enough. I've seen enough. His, Governor McKee, former mayor of Cumberland, again, don't get me wrong, nice guy, playing cards with the mother and the whole thing. It's the PETA principle. There's a certain level. He's just, he's not up to the job. It's beyond him. It's, it's too much for him. There's nothing, <clears throat> there's nothing to be ashamed of. He, he was a very, I bet he was a very competent mayor. And, uh, and, and a competent, you know, I don't know. He really didn't do that much as lieutenant governor. But, but clearly not up for this job. And when you're taking all those campaign donations from the laborers, you know, then you start to not give them a hard time about shoddy work. You don't give them a hard time. And you're getting all those donations from all the unions and the laborers. They own him. He's their puppet. He is the puppet on a string for all the laborers. That's why he got all the endorsements. Yesterday was one of the most embarrassing days in the state. And people were stuck on 95 for three to five hours. Ludicrous. All because of that... And the buck stops, that was the fault of Dan McKee. He didn't have the roads properly prepared. He didn't have the crews prepared. Uh, obviously, it's a flawed design with that 610 and then even 95 of drainage. Folks, we have the entire state's put into so much construction all summer long. Think how much construction we have put up with. It's everywhere, every night. But what's being done? Nothing's being done. I've seen enough. And tonight, there is the debate, as I said. I, I hope he just absolutely gets hammered. Because the guy... And now, I, I believe today, he's sending out Peter Alvedi instead of him doing interviews. You know, hiding. 
it's just embarrassing. I mean, it's one trick after another. Even on, as I mentioned, you know, he was trying to get uh, somebody else included in the debates. And he, no, he doesn't want to do the big broadcast. Why wasn't his big briefing? Why wasn't his big briefing on the networks, on channel and the television stations? What an embarrassment. Absolute disgraceful. You know what? Again, they're lucky that someone did not drown. Someone could have drowned. I mean it. And if anything, if you had had school buses that it was school day, who knows what could happen? I mean, and I say all of this with the thought that you would think they'd be better prepared for more rain today. I mean, it's one thing you get a snowstorm. But Governor McKee, everybody stay at home, shelter in place because it's raining out. This is the level. Folks, this is third world. This is, he has made, brought the state third world conditions. This is what it's like. You know, you see this in the news sometimes. Certain third world countries, you know, it rains and they lose power. That is the state under Dan McKay. And as I've said, I've seen enough. I I don't know what the solution is. He clearly is not up for the job. And, And when you take that amount of money from the unions and laborers, they're calling all the shots. So you want something done, they put you off, you do shoddy work, he doesn't call him on it. Um, he is firmly responsible for what happened yesterday. It was an embarrassment, it is a disgrace. What a joke. Now, forget about snow, they can't even handle rain. God, what company in their right mind would want to move and set up shop here when you're dealing with sheer incompetence and income poops? Heads should roll. All right, we have a lot ahead on this Tuesday. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic Treatment Service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. With me, he's the managing editor, anchorising.com. It is our friend, Justin Katz. And Justin, uh, I want to hear your thoughts. But yesterday, yesterday was one for the books. The Labor Day, roads flooded, sheer incompetence. I, I thought it was embarrassing. Uh, Governor McKee hiding wouldn't even have televised press briefing from EMA the way he normally does. You know, he he loves, oh, there's going to be a blizzard. He's got the URI hat on. He's got the vest. He's, oh, we're ready to go. We're in charge. Suddenly, I mean, that was sheer embarrassing incompetence. They're lucky someone didn't drown. If that had been a school day, that could have been kids trapped on school buses millions hundreds of millions we have spent on those stupid roads and the governor to say no one should go out shelter in place stay at home because it's raining out i i just cannot believe the sheer incompetence that we witnessed yesterday <laughs> well th- there's not much better way to put it than that i mean especially toward the beginning by the end of the day sort of the rhode island establishment had got its footing everybody was out there fully blaming climate change for the rain and uh new journalists were reporting we had two months of rain in one day but this happened right at the beginning of the storm so that that excuse doesn't doesn't really cut it it is complete incompetence it ought to be yep. a major warning to to all of us that this is what happens when when you let people 
demagogue, spend all the money on things that they they don't need, on policies, on giveaways, on corruption, because uh, they don't know they can always right. come back for more for roads. I mean, <clears throat> what happened to Gina Raimondo's roadworks, right? That's right. I mean, it, this is it's called the Washington Monument strategy where you you spend all the money on other things rather than what you're supposed to spend it on and then you come back to the voters for more money for the things they actually want like 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 good roads that don't flood with a little bit of rain that's what we've been doing for decades now in rhode island and that it's it's really showing it's show and the fact that it happened on on labor day i think is is telling uh because the the labor unions have so much to do with this part of the reason is because Especially with roads, part of the reason is yep. it's it's millions per mile. Oh, unreal! Seven people watching one person work. Even some of the photos from yesterday or, or videos, you know, you see the one worker trying working at a, a drain with a crowbar, trying to clear it out so the road can drain, and another standing there watching him as if <laughs> you need right. to watch somebody work a crowbar. There's another drain right across the street. Go get that one, yeah. pal. You know, and that's yeah. what's really what really you know is is indicative. And I think it's it's right that you point out McKee's kind of absence you know you he, you might even expect a real leader especially on a day when many of your workers are off to go out there with a crowbar himself and help clear right. the roads or something although then he would have been probably had an unfair labor action for doing a union job uh, outside of the union but it's it's yeah where was he it's just the whole thing was just very strange from beginning to end uh and but i think it's it's just telling and i think that in the bigger picture it also shows you what a wonderful excuse climate change is for these folks it's yeah. a very it's a go-to oh this is climate change I, this was I, i'm recently back on social media after the summer i'm not sure it was a good decision but there are people you know this oh this is it, this, even if it's just a regular rainstorm we'll get more and more you know it's, it's just such a just just an excuse okay well well even if that's right fix the political corruption because that's going to affect it whether it's climate change climate change or not and it's just such a, a distraction uh, moving along and i sure hope i mean in some ways politically uh, it's a good thing I, I believe the next governor's debate is tonight hopefully yes. this some got some air there although it was channel 12 reporters last night who were trying to say oh well there's so much rain as if to excuse it but hopefully it'll it'll have some play tomorrow or tonight well and and let's go you know below the surface they the the unions <clears throat> with all the endorsements all the promises he's made to them they they have governor mckee in their pocket so if they shoddy work if things are not done properly they, they're too cozy he's not going to be challenging them on some of that stuff that 610 connector project justin i i you know i had to ride over it just the other day it's confusing there's no signs suddenly the, the road splits. You're not sure which way goes where. I, I, you know, for a while now, and I know where I'm going, let alone, you know, there's people that obviously in that area, 610, right around Oneyville, you have people that are here from foreign lands, as they say, and there's there's no signs in English or Spanish. And um, I don't think people fully understand how much those projects cost. And the state has been under construction for so long. And, and we've had a dry summer. They had all summer to get the roads prepared, anything they needed to get done to prepare it for when, you know, eventually it was going to rain again, let alone snow. It was completely inexcusable yesterday. But and people don't realize that, you know, the no bid contracts that go out, just how much money there's no one watching it. I'm sure, you know, they don't they don't fear McKee, meaning the unions, the people that do the the work on these roads, they, they, like I said, they own him. They totally owe him. He's, he's given them a soccer stadium to secure the vote. Does, by the way, Justin, does anyone think that the soccer stadium maybe could double as an aquarium? Does anyone think <laughs> that these people are going to build a $150 million soccer stadium? Number one, on time, on cost and properly based on yesterday, yesterday, that yesterday had nothing to do with climate change. You're right. That's a very good point. That, that becomes the all-in. That becomes the excuse. That's that's like how COVID is now the excuse. Oh, can't attend. Got COVID, um, and it buys you three a few a few days out of an excuse. But you're right. But I I just go back to you know Governor McKee very early on any snowstorm there he is they're gonna be live. He and the Lieutenant Governor Matos they're at EMA headquarters and he's in the full weather gear and we're gonna be out there and blah blah. Where was he yesterday? You know that's exactly the type of leader. When it's when it, he feels control of the situation, he wants to be all out in front. Everyone would carry it. Suddenly, yesterday, he's hiding when you had people trapped on three to five hours trapped on the highway. 
Right. And and then you have his DOT director inherited from Raimondo Alvidi, yeah. himself a former union guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's saying this had nothing to do with, with clogged drains. It was client. We saw the video the yes. out there watching the guys clear the drain. And then we could see the pile of gunk next to the drain after they had done, done it. Right. And then the roads cleared. I mean, it's just it, it, who do they who do they think they're kidding? And it is that <laughs> complete just this is the basics. And, and you know, a great point you're gonna build us these people are gonna build a soccer oh, stadium uh, any God. and a whole new neighborhood right on the water i mean that's terrifying actually it, it is it's just and, but why would they you know as you say why would they care they they've got the the governor in their pocket and you you know this isn't a new issue it's just getting to kind of cataclysmic uh condition but any anybody who's in, involved in local government will know there are there are aqueducts and other drainage that it just gets put off they never have the money to fix it you can't see it right and then and then suddenly you've got a problem where something it's you can barely keep it clear because there are cracks and there's grass and then there's the roads aren't clean so there's dirt flowing into them or, or litter and gunk i mean this is just an ongoing problem we really really need to get to here in this state i mean it's not it's not climate change that's having roads fall apart under the under the weight of a little water as as we saw even in in portsmouth a few months ago and and now in in the providence and cranston areas this is this is not normal and it's not a result of cataclysmic global climate change that local politicians can control this is directly in their hands this is directly what they're supposed to be doing but they don't because they're too busy worrying about solving every other problem and telling people how to live not only that but also uh you had people yesterday it looked third world right it looked like when you hear about in certain you know south american countries what have you that they, they lose power when it rains I mean, yesterday you had people, you know, on the Cape that maybe are traveling back to Connecticut, New York, New Jersey. We have to go through Rhode Island. Suddenly think of that experience. Think of people coming in from the colleges. This is it is no mystery why it let's let's just be honest, Justin. If we're a Fortune 500 company and we're getting pitched and we're being told, you know, you can set up shop. You're going to be one hour from Boston, three hours from New York. There's just no way this that comes off. It is amateur hour. It is basically being third world. And, and he is to the end. What, what was the purpose of having Sabina Matos on the Zoom call? Like, he can't turn it off. This guy cannot turn it off. He is always in campaign mode. She doesn't know anything. She, she's been ducking debates that we're going to talk about. I, I think yesterday, to me, I have absolutely seen enough. I was very critical of him on social media. I think it was completely warranted. Give me a break. This is not a couple of years ago. They were sounding the alarm. We got to do truck tolls. The roads are bad. They've been given everything they've wanted. They've got the truck tolls. They have all the money flowing through. They've been given millions. In that instance, they, a head should roll. Somebody should be fired over this. This is completely unsatisfactory it is unacceptable the taxpayers deserve better everyone deserves better that was dan mckee on full display he didn't just take over he's been in charge for a while clearly doesn't know what he doesn't know and justin before we take a break they had a heads up just a couple weeks ago on 195 when they had some flooding and it wasn't as bad as yesterday but that was a good should have been a scare of here's what can happen if things are not handled properly, they didn't do anything. And 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 for, for a governor to be telling people on Labor Day to stay at home and stay off the roads because it's raining. Holy I, I, Justin, how about like send someone down to Florida and see how they handle it? They have rain every day in Florida. This is a joke. But you're right. Maybe, you know, everyone gets caught up in the climate change, and blah, blah, blah. And that becomes the out. And they find a way to go after the Republicans. And he had Bob Walsh on media, uh, Twitter last night, attacking Helena folks and saying, how dare she attack workers on Labor Day? Oh, OK, now it comes full, full circle. How dare you insult the union workers on Labor Day? I'll give you the final word on this and then we're going to take a quick break. Yeah, well, that is I mean, it, it was definitely one for the books in that it covered the yes. entire the gamut. You go all the way from the, the excuse of climate change right through the labor unions, not taking care of the roads for years, right to the 
the daily upkeep and maintenance of drainage and clear, clearing debris off the road with a warning, as you say, not long ago. This was there's nobody in the Rhode Island establishment who can point a finger elsewhere here. It's it's the new guy McKee all the way to the the people who run the show like Bob Walsh, and that that really ought to be a wake up call for Rhode Islanders. But it, it it may not be. I mean, we talked about roadworks and how putting tolls on trucks would just divert them. Well, how about the possibility that if it rains on the day you're traveling, you might get stuck in Rhode Island for four hours. So oh. just go around, just go around. You avoid the tolls, you avoid yeah. the world infrastructure. And that's, I think, more and more what people are, are doing around here. Folks, quick break. Much more head politics this week. Justin Katz, managing editor at Acorizing.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorizing.com. Well, the primary is a week from today. Justin, uh, this story broke late Friday. And to, <clears throat> to me, this should be a red flag out of the box. Um, Nellie Gobea, what, what, what to really stood out to me in this controversy has to do with Spanish mail ballots. I'll be honest, I, I wasn't even thinking along the lines of, okay, there are Spanish mail ballots. But Spanish mail ballots... Uh, something about and there were machines had the candidates from from 2018. But what what should to me really raise a red flag is how Gorbea is a hot potato. She throws at Board of Elections. How about the head of the Board of Elections would not even comment or return a phone call to the media? To me, if you're in that job, let's face it, they don't do anything other than the elections. A problem has arisen, and you have an executive director who won't give a statement or won't give an interview. You have the wrong person. I don't think that should be an option. The whole reason you're there is you don't have to do anything most of the year except for when elections roll around. Uh, I think this is just a warning sign, though, of notice the runaround. You know, Gorbet is saying, oh, it's them, and then they try to blame it on a vendor. Board of Elections goes into the bunker. Everyone just kind of throws up their hands. Uh, I, I think you watch. This is a warning sign. All these new different ways they want to vote. Early voting now. It's been going on since August 20th. As I've been predicting, th- this is going to be chaos. There's no way to control this stuff. And even when there are things that break down, you, you, you can't get a straight answer on exactly like who's in who's in charge. Yeah, it's almost the same story, right? In, in the, in the yeah. storm, it's, hey, just do the simple things and clear out the drains. In this case, it's put an eyeball on every ballot before before you go live and make sure some silly mistake doesn't happen. And, you know, those ha- those things happen. But in this case, uh, it, it's inexplicable to me. The, the detail that really jumps out to me is that apparently something like 55 people voted <laughs> and it took yeah. the 56th person to say, wait a second, this is this is not the right. These are not the right candidates. How do these people how are these people voting if they don't even know? That's right. I can't spot the fact that their candidate isn't on the ballot. Good it's, point. It's just a yes. strange situation. But, you know, there is some, you, you can get into the weeds of the policy of who owns what and why. Uh, it's maybe you don't want the Secretary of State because she's elected and so this falls to the Board of Elections. I don't know. But their actions, as you say, with the Board of Elections, I mean, this is right at the beginning of the election season. And, 
arguably we shouldn't be voting yet, but uh, we are. And so you should, would think the Board of Elections would say we need people to be confident in a system before they go start going to vote in big numbers. Yep. Get out there now and uh, allay their fears. Make sure everybody knows we're on top of it. That means a big show, a big out there with the cameras, with the suit and a tie and, and an explanation. And here's what we're doing to fix it. But there, there wasn't any of that. And right down to Gorbea, even if she... Um, even if she is, doesn't have ultimate authority of this particular part of the process, uh, reportedly she, her office knew about the problem on Wednesday. She knew about it on Thursday yeah. and it was like a Friday news dump that they waited till Friday to, to just sort of let the cat out of the bag. That does not inspire confidence either. Even, no. if, this is, even if this is not her, Good point. her responsibility, she should have been out there right away saying, we've got reports of these problems. We're already on it. Nobody should have any fear. This election is going to go off without a hitch, but they don't do that. They're all, because they don't know how to do their jobs. They know how to no. do the politics. They know how to stroke each other's backs, but they don't know how to do their jobs. And that's that's the real detriment. We see it in the roads and we see it in our elections. But it's, if you need an Another reason, which I'm not sure how many people did, uh, at least people who aren't on the take, uh, if you need another reason to be very w concerned that our election will accurately reflect the will of the people, this is this is another one. I mean, another yep. small indication like a flooding road that things are not going as they should. No. And, and let's remember, they, they couldn't handle the census. So th there's there's a pattern of behavior here. There's certainly a pattern. You know, whenever there's like a big project and, and they didn't handle the census properly, but no one was held accountable for that. It was kind of like, a, oh, well, so why would we think if they could do that with the census and pull that over? There, there's just a pattern in practice of how they operate. Now, Justin Katz, last Wednesday night, I, I want to give credit to Channel 10. I, I thought, you know, they, they didn't uh, the moderator, Gene Velasanti, didn't inject himself too much. Uh, I thought it was the best debate I've seen in quite some time. Matt Brown really brought it. Uh, Governor McKee was on the, the defense. Um, and, and there was some good back and forth between Gorbea and Helena folks. But I did want to get your thoughts on that, that Channel 10 debate because, you know, we, we had thought one of the reasons he wanted to dodge debates, meaning Governor McKee, is because of that FBI probe of the way he handled the, 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 the ILO contract. And sure enough, boom, it was front and center in the Channel 10 debate. Yeah, yeah, although uh, as you've been pointing out a lot in these conversations, it's, it feels like it's almost too late. You know, people yeah. are already voting. Who's who's paying attention to these these debates? Really, you know, the votes are already bought. The mail ballots are already being uh, harvested, and so it, it does feel a bit like they should have been on this before. And so the, that gives credence to kind of his claim that I think it was directed at Corbea that you know, this is desperate campaign, a desperate campaign trying, taking desperate measures. Well, it feels like that because they waited so long. What really struck me though is we don't it, in, along the theme of not having kind of competent people or are the kind of people you who might command a stage and you look at them and you say that's the adult in the room we just don't have that person that i can see i mean no. folks maybe has the background for it but she's she's kind of timid and kind of a fish out of water in some of this regard uh mckee you know he, he made a comment about matt brown sweating and you know granted matt brown was laying into him very hard saying you know he, he might be indicted while in office which is going to upset somebody but you know you're going to be running the state government you have been and you're, you want to continue doing it. There's just no, you know, that, that avuncular shake of the head. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt. You know, there's nothing like that at all. It's, it's, yeah, I keep sweating over there. You know, just, just this kind of, you can tell it's under his skin and it just, I don't know. It, it, it was a, a good debate in that they weren't all, you know, buddy, buddy, not wanting to hurt each other, but it, it's, it's a little late and none of them, none of them really inspire confidence. No. And governor McKee, he um, he had a something on his Facebook page. He showed his mother early voting. The thing that was also surprising me was like Mayor Lorza went to show everyone early voting. I what what is the rush? Why are they encouraging all this? Especially, you know what what is the point when you have another debate tonight? Like I I don't understand. Like Mayor Lorza purposely went to demonstrate how, and they always want to do how easy it is with the early voting. Well. Yeah, but what what about waiting until, you know, the, the storm could definitely change some people's minds. There's another debate tonight. Uh, the way Gorbea kind of dropped the, the ball with the ballots, there's, there's still in real time things happening. So this this whole business, like, you know, and, and Mayor Lorzer even 
you know, showed, floated the picture to the media. Here I am demonstrating how early, easy it is for for the early voting. It's I, I don't think it's positive. I don't think it's good. I don't think it's good for candidates. If you're like a folks who that was probably the best outing she's had. She's trying to make a, a late surge. The early voting doesn't serve her. Um, and it doesn't it's not good for the campaigns. I don't think it's good for the voters because then you could go into you know, uh, I'd also want to get your thought on tonight. Governor McKee, to me, was trying to pull a fast one where um, he was trying to include that Louis Daniel Moniz. Now, the guy's a 1%. Um, he, he, he's not qualified to run for governor. I think you made very good points. when We discussed his candidacy of, you know, part of running is you have to be able to show organization. You have to show the ability to raise money. You have to show some semblance that you can. If you can't run a campaign, you're certainly then not qualified to – never mind for the, the role of governor to be the governor. But um, how about McKee? I thought that was pretty slippery, trying to get him included, just knowing that every time he's taking up time and running out the clock because he was mistakenly included in the, in the radio debate. Um, you know, Governor McKee was positioning as he adds a lot and we need to hear different voices. When Justin, we know it's really just – McKee wants less time for Matt Brown and the rather others to like pound on him. Well, not only that, but someone like Munoz will be, you know, showboating and, and going after all of them because he wants right. to show what a true blue progressive he is. In fact, one of his yeah. singers was, was directed at folks and, and CVS that. with its uh, with the opioid prescriptions. So yeah, McKee loves it. Why not? I mean, the others are going to go after him and be more credible when they do it. So why not have another person just on there with 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 the spray gun shooting at everybody, just kind of grandstanding to, to, to McKee. That's, that's great. Just let me float above them all. The problem is, as we saw, he doesn't have the kind of capacity to, to, just be the, the calm and cool one. He just, he, he, he's too sensitive and too insecure. And, and I'm glad it, uh, as of now, Channel 12 has not taken the bait. They have been consistent. They did not include, and I, I don't disagree with it, by the way. They didn't include that Omar Barr, who's running in CD2. They didn't include him in that debate. Uh, this Daniel Moniz, it's the second time running. He, he needs to run for a race that's, a, I believe, that's an attainable seat, that one that he could win. And instead of this this business that, you know, everyone's polite to him because he's not a threat. But, you know, as we talked about, he's actually not even a practicing doctor. He doesn't have a license to practice medicine. I think he does something with x-ray machines. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, certainly he, he – he, I think that I will be very interested to see when it's just them and McKee doesn't have someone to kind of hide behind uh, just a little bit. Folks, another quick break. Much more ahead. Justin Katz, Politics This Week right here. On the John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with, he's the managing editor of AnchorRising.com. It's it's uh, Justin Katz, our segment, folks, is politics this week. Justin, what is your thought on Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, who was appointed to the position, has not been elected? I thought she really struggled in that one Channel 12 debate. But what do you make of her blowing off the Channel 10 debate? Yeah, it's another one. It's just a very, well, it's a strange decision. And to make a decision like that, they really didn't play it very well. I mean, she tried to talk like she was just too busy as lieutenant governor. It's it's a laughable excuse. You know, it's not, I mean, I, the only time I can remember candidate candidates skipping 
debates is when they're protesting, say, a talk radio show uh, right. or something. And then it's ideological and it's kind of a statement of contempt. Is that, is that what they're saying to Channel 10? Like, we don't, we, you're not even worthy of, of our participation in this event. And then she was, you know, tweeting out some of the stuff. Our segment is Politics Sweet. Justin, go right ahead. I'm not exactly sure with a minor glitch, but you were talking about Lieutenant Governor Sabina Mantos, who decided to blow off the Channel 10 debate. I, I feel... Listen, you were appointed to the job. You don't. It's like you, to me, you don't have the right to decline to do it. It's not like uh, the incumbent that you know has decided that uh, you know the people elected me, and therefore I'm going to decide what's the best use of my time. You, you were, you won a contest. You were like selected, you know, almost like American Idol. You ended up winning it. <laughs> I don't think she deserves the right to turn that down. Well, I, I'm not sure I'd make a distinction if she's an, even if she were elected, your right. job is to go out there and, and present yourself to the people so they can yes. choose their leadership. And I mean, the the only the only other instance, and I don't know if this was caught already that I remember of, of a of a candidate skipping a, a debate was with talk radio if they were skipping it for ideological reasons and they had some right. some explanation for that and they at least it was a narrative in this case it was just she says she's too busy as lieutenant governor which anybody who's paid any attention knows is a complete joke and at the same time she she was tweeting out pictures of what she was doing instead apparently and it was standard photo ops somebody explaining some facilities uh, equipment to her and that kind of stuff yep. and just, it just not i think at the end of the day, it shows a concern that her presentation is not attractive to voters um, as a politician, and it also shows how how little how little weight they they even put on the lieutenant governor as an office. You know, it's just it's not important enough to go to it to show up for a, a brief debate. It's just not a it, it's not a good look for the McKee administration or Matos or you know for that matter for our, our news media and, and our population. I mean, this is this it's just a basic thing that you you do these debates. Although you know it goes back again to maybe they know they you're not winning any votes. You're just we're we're. The, all the decisions have been made as to who's going to have ballots harvested for them. So don't bother trying to, trying to right. get What's any the attention. Point? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in 2010, um, I was on in the morning and CNC was on in the afternoon and it was the race for governor and Chafee would not, uh, all the debates they scheduled for the afternoon, Chafee would not debate during CNC's time slot. So I ended up having them um, in the morning. That's when, the whole time he had been kind of going back and forth with Frank Caprio. But then in that debate uh, that I held, we had it from nine to 10. Link Chafee turned all of his attention right at John Robitaille and started attacking Robitaille. Now, folks, mm -hmm. um, our segment is politics this week. And most of the time we talk about national. But, Justin, I did want to get your thought simply because I think there's a real danger with that speech that President Biden gave last week, simply because this method of depicting you know, the MAGA Republicans and the way he describes them. And there's this running theme of, you know, you and I have talked about how David Cicilline of, I've seen these Tea Party people up close and they're really scary. And Senator Sheldon Whitehouse referring to right-wing wackos. I, I think the Biden speech of last Thursday, it goes beyond divisive. The, you know, it all kind of flows down. We saw it a little bit in the governor's race where they jumped on national view and Nellie Gorbea had, you know, she used a source from a right wing a MAGA Republican type of election denying, which was uh, the Mike Stenhouse thing in national view. But I, I think it's very dangerous because it, in our area of the country, that's where the progressives, just the general, you know, the McKees, the Democrats of the state house, they really flame that up. This is not a group of people that just have, to me, they depict them not of having just different political ideology or beliefs. They they portray them and, and the way Biden did. It, it's it'll be it's portrayed as if it's almost like they're a different class of individuals. I, I find it very, very dangerous. It is. And what, what to me is, I mean, I as I said, I I took the summer off from social media. And one of the first things I saw coming back was was about this speech. And it, it was it's shocking to me that 
anybody is actually defending it. I mean, I could yeah. see being embarrassed about it, trying to downplay it, but actually defending it and the, the amount of projection. I mean, Sam Harris, who's, who's mainly known, I guess, for being an atheist, said uh, the, the optics were terrible, but we got to look at Trump's soul. I mean, are you kidding? I mean, you're, you're looking at one guy and you're saying it's another. And, and right down to the clips of Biden talking about what supposedly the MAGA Republicans are doing, it's exactly what the left and what he is doing. I mean, it's just the, the division, the the belittlement of others, the lack of compromise, uh, the, the violence in the streets uh, when, when things happen that you don't like. That's exactly what they're doing. And it, it goes right to the, the core of it. For ever since World War II, we have seen uh, movie after movie portraying what a dictator looks like. I mean, yep. it's just and even the setting, it was as if they chose it to look like every totalitarian video in a dystopian movie in the past 50 years, the dark yeah. background, he's angry and shaking his fists, the military yeah. in the background. Say who it's, it's like the devil is playing with us. If you can, if you can look at that and still say, yeah, but he's all right. He's it's really the other guys that are bad. Something is wrong with you. Every signal is there. This is, this devolves very quickly into violence and he knows it. Uh, they do this on purpose. And that's why it was just it was just so depressing to see anybody at all, especially people who are relatively credible, not just semi anonymous accounts on social media, just kind of defending and deflecting. And uh, it's it's very, very disconcerting, especially as we start to get the sense that they're they're gearing up to potentially start. I don't know. I've, well, I don't want to speculate too much, but you, when it's in the air that they could arrest the former president, you know that yeah. kind of stuff you're you you just it's like we're being played and drawn toward a very very dangerous place and that's what that's what people do when they don't have their policies don't work when they're they can't run things and when they want to force things like i don't know green energy and destroying automobiles onto a population that doesn't really want it they start looking for these ways of distracting it's just it's just so shocking that our our culture has not inoculated us against this because it, it looked you could have put that in any movie you know v is for vendetta or whatever and for the past 50 years it's just yep. it's, i can't believe it yeah in in if anything washington post had a good editorial like it'd be one thing to give a speech to talk about what patriotism really means but to to totally you know demean and go after and target in a different group and what's also comical justin as you know is you do see on social media whether it's Dean McKee or Sabina Matos or Nellie Gobea, Tara Mack, they preach about they're the party of diversity and acceptance and there's room for everyone and, you, you know, and compassion. And But, oh, my, but if there's an R connected in front of their name, that goes all out the window. And Republicans, and in this case, they call them the MAGA Republicans, are treated as like a subhuman race that, that are the enemy. Basically, Biden announced that half of the country are the enemy, enemies that are, you know, that there's something wrong and they're trying to destroy the place. Um, we could certainly make different arguments of their actions with how they conduct things. They're the ones to me. This this current election is a joke with all the ballot harvesting. To me, that's the real danger of democracy where, you know, you wonder if your vote's really going to count. And by the way, before I just ask you about CD2, it is comical. You know, the city of Providence, anyone that's been through there, it has been completely turned upside down about these bike lanes and you know, lords are insisting on bike lanes all throughout the city. You know, yesterday there they were announcing the bike lanes are still open, even though, you know, the highways are flooding, but like they're so upside down. What, what is the point? You couldn't ride a bike. You couldn't ride through a car yesterday, let alone if it was a bike. And Justin, finally that CD2 race, um, you know, I don't know when they decided, but at some point it, it's almost as if, Everyone was given the indication the race is over. It is going to be magaziner. And now everyone just is finishing the race and uh, losing gracefully. It is. I, I've just never seen such. It just comes to a whimpering dud of uh, all of them. Siegel, Joy Fox, that Sarah Morgenthau. It's there's talk about no firepower. They have no interest in trying to distinguish themselves. And it sounds like they're all. Now just jockeying to, you know, now the question is who's going to call them first to concede on primary night. 
Yeah, they're they're negotiating for the better the right. better position in his administration <laughs> if he wins. Yeah, that one stark contrast to the governor's race. Where yes. At least there's some competition, and if there's a if there's a healthy lesson to take from it, I think it's that it's when you have legitimate competition, you get the candidates trying to do something to at least a little bit express themselves and show what they'll do differently and show what the other person's done wrong when when there's no competition like we see in that race where it's not even clear why three of them are even running uh yeah. that that's you know that's what you, that's more representative i think of rhode island's politics where it's just all right well uh, i had a little fun with my summer vacation you know going out and walking around the state and acting like a, a candidate so here we go. We'll, we'll finish it off and let's see if I can get something out of this moving forward or yeah. Siegel wants to increase his profile in progressive circles for a think right. tank job. And, you know, I'm sure they all are getting something out of it. So no need to feel bad about it. And hey, at least they don't have to go to Washington and, and actually you know, do something. Work. <laughs> Folks, again, he is the managing editor at com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, excellent job as always. One week to go to the primary and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. The Kui sit in. 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Cohesit Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Cohesit Inn to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com remember weekdays 11 to 2 but visit the website dipetro.com that's the best way to reach me there's a direct link contact john we also have all our sponsors right there we have unique original reporting stories videos also all our links to social media whether it's facebook when we do facebook live or youtube or twitter it's all right there at the website dipetro.com and then remember once you're there you can also visit the shop we have great gifts that you can get it's a happening all links to the show plus if you ever miss any part of the show it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com remain healthy stop in and see marie at it's my health 1099 menden road in cumberland you can also look for her on facebook but call her 401-305-3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus hemp and cbd products natural skin care it's my health poppin and see marie 1099 menden road in cumberland there's things for your pets there's things for your children there's things for your health stay healthy at it's my health 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Thing to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok, plus you, if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website, dipetro.com. The Senadale Revival. Stop it and see them. Comfort food and cocktails. You're going to love the Senadale Revival. Located 2025 Smith Street, North Providence, right in Senadale, right across from North Providence Town Hall, delicious food delicious drinks live entertainment on the weekends shane and his crew they're waiting for you a great time is going to be had by all at the senadale revival 2025 smith street in north providence